you while, wanna, it, while it runs. You want to get into TOG or like what we've been watching? Nah, I won't get to nothing else. All right, well, guys, that's going to do it for this episode. <laughs>
We still don't know if he ain't a villain. <laughs> he just be doing stuff. We have no idea. Hey, man, don't be down my boy, man. You, you talk about my goals. I'm like, shoot, I don't know. You know what? And the fact that you really like him, he might actually be a villain. <laughs> I like Kelvin's villain tendencies. I don't know if Kelvin has villainous tendencies, though. Nah, that man's face be a little sadistic sometimes. He was like I a think pure that's, psycho. That, um. Which oh, yeah, was it? I think it's more so he likes the combat, um, like testing his abilities and such. I think he, he'd be better at to be a Saiyan. Yeah, he'd be a, a, he'd be a good Saiyan. He'd be like Vegeta 2.0. Or something, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, oh yeah, you can get stronger, but I'm gonna get even stronger too, so we could fight. <laughs> ha 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 ha. But yeah. Mm-mm-mm. But yeah, what's your flavor for the week? I have two. Two flavors. One is straight out of Black Summoner. It was the moment where a douche noble showed up and Kelvin took out his douche guards in an instant. Yeah. I was like, ooh, okay. Knocked up smooth out. I knew that was coming though. Oh, yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, but the I'm other sweating. one is Wise Man's grandchild when uh, my man Shin showed off in front of the, the class his magic capacity. Oh, yeah, he hit him with that spiritual pressure real good, bro. Had the whole school under it. Yeah, I'm surprised. I, was, uh, I thought the school was gonna go into panic. Yeah, I'm. Was it the whole school? Because it looked more like it was just like the surrounding, um, like the building itself. Oh, if that if that wasn't the whole school, then it wasn't the whole. School. It 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 didn't engulf that entire section of the building. I think though. Yeah, that's what that's what I was thinking. Because they they were in that their particular meeting room for their wing to do mm-hmm. their their aptitudes and studies. So. Nah, but I saw that shit. I'm like, damn, my man, a soul reaper. Yeah, I was like, oh, look at Eisen. <laughs> I see you. <laughs> Yeah, so I guess we could start off with the with that that discussion there and give them the the rundown of Wise Man. Yep. Episode five: A pioneering new hero. Um, first of all, first of all, Maria was enjoying that bidet a little too much. He was. I was like, mm. mm-hmm. And then Maria and Melida were gossiping about the obvious love interest between Shin and Sicilian. But other than that, um, Shin deduced that Strom is most definitely alive because he tested out his spell in a separate area and it didn't leave the explosion um, marks on the ground like it did that day. So he came to the conclusion that the explosion was... Um, done by Strom to escape. Yeah, smart man. Mm-hmm. But he's certainly a boy, but that's a man. Hey, but he's a new hero of this kingdom whose name I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. But on a side note, before we continue with Shin, right after that, some we realize some shady empire wants to attack our kingdom or area, wherever the hell we are, because they heard about the um, 
increase of demonoid activity and that the our area our kingdom is in chaos chaos i'm just gonna say our kingdom because i don't know the actual name of the kingdom but shin decided that he's gonna um he's gonna put everyone through the ringer so that they can put up more of a fight but before that he told he told Cecilian that he wanted to get her um, some type of accessory. And up until the point where he said, yeah, I can enchant it and help you with your uh, help defend you better. I was actually convinced he was making a move. But then shot. Was it? He wasn't. It wasn't. He had me convinced, though. I was like, oh, my man's being a little direct. I wasn't convinced at all. I was thinking my man's gonna buy him a robe, buy a robe or necklace or a scarf or something. But then he put a ring on it, dog. Yeah. Now I'm hoping he didn't get everyone else rings, cause then it's gonna. I think he did. I think he did too, cause he only said I didn't get the boys' rings, and they were all posing as if they were like ready for it. Yeah, I mean, I was gonna say something about uh, not liking it, not putting a ring on it. Are you liking it or doesn't want to put a ring on it? But you know. Yeah. Yeah. Continue. Okay, so. Yeah, after that, they they went and he. This where my flavor came into fruition. And Shin said. Um, he was going to show them a portion of his magic. And that's what they should at least be capable to do after this um, cram session. Yeah, man put the whole school under his spiritual pressure. Yeah. I think he was just trying to flex. He was. And then towards the end, we had a nice moment, Gramps, where um, Merlin showed that he was capable of doing the gate spell now and actually Mm -hmm. gave the other students a little bit like it put them at ease because then they felt like shin wasn't this outworldly human that can do things that no one else can do at least that's the conclusion melida um came up with as to why merlin learned the gate spell i think that is too yeah it seemed seemed legit and then we end the episode with finding out that there's going to be war. And even though Shin wasn't supposed to be exploited for the war, it, we, we kind of know he was like, he's ready to go to war to protect his friends. Like, yeah, he hasn't not interfered so far. Yeah, he's ready to protect the kingdom of Earlshide. Mm-hmm. And that wraps up that episode. Yeah. It's a nice, nice little episode. I did do it. I did like how they his new sword was ready. So, oh, the new sword. I wish we could have tested it a little bit. Yeah, me too. And they're going to make it for the use in the army. So I'm like, okay, I see you. Mm-hmm. Making stuff for the army, taking advantage of your homie. Taking advantage. Yeah. Hey. Nah, I don't even think that. But um. But yeah, <laughs> so. 
Yeah, so uh, let's get into some Black Summoner. Let's get into my man, Calvin. Yeah. Your other person, like, part of the villain crew. So, Black Summoner, episodes four and five. Episode four, Demon. So, my girl Ethel, she's a long-range attacker. She's an archery user. And she has uh, skills for seeing far away. And I think she also became a summon, too. So, that's interesting. No, I don't think she's a summon. They said something about summoning. Because, Some, um... Somebody she leveled up. She, she's a slave. And she's... I, the only reason I don't believe she's a summon is because they did the whole explanation on how clo- being... Having Clotho on her shoulder allows her to um, communicate with the other servants. Because they can all they can all um, communicate telepathically, but she can't. So I am assuming she's not a summon. Uh, I'll have to rewatch it then. But I they thought it said someone being a summon. Mm-hmm. But anyhow, um, yeah, to level up quickly, and then we find out that that the deity Melfina left to do something, which will be discovered later. But uh, th- this is where. The filler comes in, but not really filler. And so they 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 have a day off, so they're going to go with Anne's the, the guild uh master person and Ethel wants to go on a little excursion in the village and the sweet shop. And uh this was almost my other one, Flavor of the Week, when when they were like, Oh, feeding contests. And they say, no, I'll feed him. She's like, you let me feed you any other time. And he's like, why don't we just pack this dessert up to go and go back to the inn? And everyone's like, huh? What? He's taking them back to the inn? <laughs> and then douche nobles had to ruin the moment. Yeah. So I thought that was funny because he meant one thing and everyone else took it as the other thing. And they were like, oh, he's going to take them girls back to the inn. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so this, yeah. Your flavor earlier, uh, the guy, the jerk comes in, noble knight, being the jerky jerk, like all rich people do. It's like, oh, commoners flirting in plate in public is disgusting. Uh, yeah, which, you know, maybe I could see if they do a little bit of PDA. And I'd be like, you might have more of a point or case there. But, you know, I, w- I would agree that if that was the case. No, nah, he was uh, just jealous. He was, but, but, uh, so then he gets accosted, um, Calvin gets accosted by his, his night lackeys and he ends up one punch man in them, knocking him out. And then he's like, oh, why are you here, nobleman? After he puts his, um, his pressure down on him. So he couldn't move. And he's like, oh, I was looking for an adventurer to I'm a- serve. Hmm? I'm assuming he's just increasing the air density in that area, right? Because it, I, I don't think he has gravity magic. Uh, I, that's what I think it is. I think it's the air pressure. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's why I was like, hit pressure on them. In that given space. Like, but he could de- develop it later on. I don't know. That's why I just said pressure. Because he looked yeah, like he he's being crushed. he did get that holy magic skill just to alleviate a feel of her curse. Yeah. So. So yeah. So uh, let's see. 
Yeah, so he asked him why he was there. He was like, I want someone to serve under me and bring me glory. But turns out this this uh, nobleman is not even that great of a noble. And he's like third or something down the line. Third prince so, noble douche. Yeah, he's just a terrible person. Said his kingdom um, worships talent and he doesn't have the talent. Yeah. Yeah. So they do that. Then later on, uh, they get back to the end after they had a party and all sorts of stuff. And Ethel asks him, do you think I'm cute? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, it's so a little moment. Have a little moment there. She's feeling herself a little bit. And uh, he goes, he has a meet with the guild guy. And the guild guy wants uh, Kelvin to investigate a dungeon that, and then this is where the guy's like, oh, you know, there was a certain noble that came through here and this that, and the other it might make trouble for us. And he's like, I'll do the I'll do the test. Yeah, Leo's a piece of shit. <laughs> I don't know. It's kind of like a quid pro quo. Nah, he he'd been manipulating this man since the get-go. Nah, I don't say he was manipulating him. But um to go back a little to the, like the slight the like one percent smut moment where he felt if it was ready to risk it all. Ethel. Ethel. Yeah. Is that does that how it's said? I don't know. But um, yeah. my man, yeah, he he was he was ready to make a move. Something about the slave. I guess he felt guilty when he saw the slave collar. Do you think? No, I don't think he was ready to make a move. I think he doesn't want um feelings like that or within his party. That makes sense. Like he puts up with like the deity warning him because that's a deity, and she's she's man. strong. Yeah. The way that episode went, it seemed like he did does have a little something for Ethel. Like I put it this way, he might have something for her, but he's not gonna jeopardize the integrity of his crew just yet. Well, how about how about um Claire making like. Trying to be a wingman, but also like trying to get his attention. Yeah, I thought that was a little odd too. It's like, do you, do you want him or do you want to help? What are you doing? Yeah, I was like, eh. I thought she was like old, widowed lady. Harold. But we find out. Yeah, we find out a little something later. Wait till wait till we get to that part to say something else. But yeah, so uh, so then he goes to investigate the dungeon. Uh, and there's a, a tied up lady and an arch demon Victor, and he was he found out that 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 lady tied up is actually Demon King Gustav's daughter, and they needed to have a relationship with a human to break the spell. So essentially, he lured them there there to use them to break the spell. So well, I, was I don't like, oh. I don't from what I gathered, I don't think. He wanted someone to break the spell, but like it, it's hard to tell because yeah. the the whole concept of the spell was only a human can stop it, but most humans are weak, so really no one's ever gonna break it. Yeah, but you still needed to have a, a working relationship with a human to actually break the curse, which he was looking for but he wanted anyone other than the hero to break it 
Mm-hmm. But that, we'll get more into that to the next episode because that's when all the, the good juiciness comes out. Episode five, Daughter of the Demon King. So my man uses uh, Edio Tensei, <laughs> black magic to uh, animate some corpses. And they're like rank B monsters. I'm like, oh, okay. So then they start to fight, in which they went back to that low budget fight oh, again. Don't was, remind me. Yeah. I thought it was funny how like when Kelvin was getting like excited, or like, oh, his bad habits coming out. Like bad habit, like he he has to be a hardcore battle junkie. Yeah, man just likes to fight. His saying blood is strong. <laughs> So, during the course of the fight, they manage to take Victor's arm, and Victor ends up transforming into a djinn to get them. And this is when, like, I kind of saw something here. I was like, oh, he doesn't actually want her to die. Because a, a rock's going to fall on the demon princess, and Victor stops it. Mm-hmm. And then we get the backstory of uh, Sarah's life. Of how she was always hidden, and the Demon King hit her away so that his enemies wouldn't go after her and other stuff. And she was sad and lonely and only knew Victor. And then eventually how he had to flee with her and all the other stuff. Oh. So, yeah, this, this was the sad part here. I was like, oh, man, he actually loved her. He wasn't bad. He just no, wanted he to wasn't. protect her. Which I feel I feel like he should have protected her um, and, and lived on. And I think the, the other part, too, that was kind of, I was like, oh, he's going to join the party. Because they, they showed his stats. And I was like, oh, he's about to get in the party. Yeah, and see, then, what's weird about that is he could have, I don't know, he could have joined the party. Like, they didn't, it, I get why he died, but, like, really he didn't have to die. Yeah, he didn't have to, which I was like, oh, he's about to join the party. But I think it's it's more so like she she has to have the new world in her own eyes, experience it by herself in order to get the best out of it for herself. Think it was for okay. her character development? Yeah. Because she's like all... all she only knew him in, in the world, and now with the new party, you get new experiences and new things to share people with, uh, events and all actions and all sorts of stuff. And she might not have been the same if she wasn't living to, what's, what's the word? Living to, to like her fullest, I guess, because she wants... She wants to do things for him because he's gone. He's like, just watch over me or do whatever as I go throughout the world. So I think that was it. Like that was that she needed that for her own character development. Gotcha. But yeah, it would have been nice. Maybe he maybe wasn't dead, or like, what if he joined the party and then like he got miraculously healed? I would be like, oh, okay. But yeah, maybe he's no not dead. Luck. Maybe it's like one of those ones where like demons get reincarnated after they die later on or something. That's and not they just impossible. Start out, yeah, it's not impossible, but that's why I said maybe it's one of those things. Or he comes back small, small demon, weak, and then he joins up the party to be with her again. 
Mm-hmm. Or he comes he comes back as Victor 23 or something. The 25th Victor. <laughs> Stop. Yeah, so yeah. So then Sarah wakes up from her slumber and his last dying, Victor's last dying wish was to let her join the crew and for for him to protect her. He's like, okay, she could do that. And so she's in there. They join the crew and she never left the mansion. And then they get they get her back to the thing and get into town. She has a necklace that hides her horn and wings. So no, no, it's a, it's a hair bracelet or something amulet you put in your hair. Yeah, and then we find out that Claire and Erd, the adventurer that was holding down the fort for the dungeon, they're married. I'm like, wow. Oh shit! I, I called like, the I called I called homegirl that went on the date with some Claire. What was her name? Hold on. Her name is Ange. Ange. Yeah. That's why I was like Ange. That was why I was like, yeah. Well, Claire's the innkeeper's lady, but I don't know um, if she's more like. She tried to get his attention too, but she's also the innkeeper. But I think she wants more so to take care of art. So that's why I was kind of, I guess that's why I was confused. I was like, what are you talking about? Yeah, yeah, no. Ange was the one who was like playing wingman and also trying to get his attention. But um, I think Claire just wants his attention in like a motherly way. Yeah, that's why I was like, I was like, yeah. So, but yeah, she's married to an adventurer, which we had no idea. I kind of thought she was a lonely innkeeper. So. Mm. Yeah, that was good. I liked the Black Summer episodes. Just plugging right along. On mm-hmm. to Tactical. Uh, quick, oh, I would ahead. do, uh, finish up with Jujutsu real quick. Not much there. Um, Jujutsu Kaisen 194. So they, I did, this almost was my other flavor of the week when, um, He's talking to the bug villain guy, and then he's like, oh. He talks about being an adult, and Maki's like, when have you ever been an adult? He's like, how about you ask uh, May? And I was like, ooh. Yeah. Or did you read it this week? I did read it. Yeah. I just couldn't remember if Mai was... Mai is dead, right? May? Mai. Yeah. Yeah, she's dead. Yeah. I was like, I was like dang. And then so, um, yeah, the blood man will try to buy five minutes so Maki can heal because she's kind of damaged. And then a few more people show up to help. So not much there. They were fighting, fighting their little hearts out. Yeah. But yeah. Hit him with that tact, OP. Not much to tact. It's kind of a flashback. You know what's good about this anime, I feel like? What's good about it? I think it's good that you don't mind just listening to the music. Yeah. Those scenes where, like, there's nothing going on. But, like, obviously in this episode when, like, they were, he was performing in front of everyone. It was like, all right, well, something's going to happen to ruin this. Because, all right, so we had the flashback on how, like, Tact was living alone. And, like, it looks like his dad was killed by a, a D2. Yeah, October 14th in the year 2037. Not long now before we be destroyed, so mm-hmm. live it all you can. I think we're currently, the. I think the present is year 2048, right? 2047. No, 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 no. no. Well, no the, the yeah. present. I mean, I don't know, it could be 2048. 
But I, I know think, it's close. Yeah, I think it was 2048, and that's why I was confused. I was like, wait, this all happened a year ago? Because Colette was a very normal girl, and I could just be misinterpreting it, but she seemed very infatuated with tact. She, I think she liked that he, he could play the music and she was very interested in the music. Yeah, so that, that could that's also possibly be it. it. But Cause she would, what, con- yeah. what confused me about, the, okay, so like I was trying to figure out how Colette, this whole episode, it was just a flashback on how like we're in our current situation. What led to this team being the team, right? Mm-hmm. And it's obvious that that's what this episode was. Now, the whole episode, I was trying to figure out, you know, with the buildup, what gets us to the current present? How does Colette get the way she is? Because she's clearly more human in this flashback. She's clearly not able to transform. And Tact is a shut-in. An introvert, doesn't like going out, apparently doesn't like cleaning, apparently doesn't like bathing. Yeah, I, I thought it was cr- crazy how bro was like, you can't get dirty if you don't leave the house. And I was like, huh? So, <laughs> what? Yeah, it was weird. So, like, initially I thought that, like, eventually from him playing the piano so much in his house, in the garage, a D2 would just hear it and attack. And that's how that would somehow lead to Colette being the way she was. But then they mentioned the festival and, like, wanting to perform. Like, okay, so music in the festival? Isn't that going to attract D2s? The Symphonica. Yeah, so what I was thinking about this, uh, because initially she had requested to play piano, uh, have him play piano at the Symphonica, and they were like, the town hall people was like, no, you can't play it. And my thought process was like, oh, they don't want him to play there. Hmm. Why I was not? thinking like the uh, piano must be like their favorite instrument. I was thinking that too. And yeah. then my thought too was did the townspeople know that there was a D2 in the area and that's why they didn't want to do it. But when when um when she had asked the Symphonica directly, they're like, Oh sure, come on. So I was thinking that like the, the Symphonica people, they might not have known, but the townspeople had the reasons to not let them there. Okay, but here was my thing. Here was where, like, we're at the festival, right? Mm -hmm. They stole the fucking piano, put it there, and basically said, show up at six. I Mm -hmm. saw, I can only confirm one, but I saw three people that I'm assuming are all music carts. Are you talking about the the people that walked up? Yeah, yeah, because the one was the guy on TV. Yeah. And he was like the lead guy that says he'll bring peace back to the world. Yeah. But I'm assuming they're there to protect the festival because the festival brings music, right? And music, we all know, attracts D2s. Yeah. Well, the the one guy was like, oh, he asked the, I guess the main town's head or whatever, like, oh, would he do everything to protect the people from the harm? And he was like, of course we will. But you know what I don't get? What don't you get? I didn't see any of their female um, partners with them. Maybe they don't have uh, partners. Like no, they show regards. it. They show it in um, the opening theme. Every everyone's partner. Yeah. 
You see all the Maybe. girls in their weird face designs. Maybe Dave's out of town on business. I don't, I don't know. I was just like, if we're trying to protect this place, I don't know what you're going to do by yourself. But yeah, Tack shows up a little late, and him and Colette have a, a very entertaining, wholesome duet piano session. And Tack finally seems like he's starting to like enjoy life a little more, and then crash and boom, D2s invade, Colette dies, but before she dies, the, I guess, crystal on her necklace started glowing. Thorns came out, attached itself around his arm, some spiritual lady came out, and took his arm, and she transformed into the Colette we know now. Yeah, I think um, part of that, too... The reason why she took his arm, because that was the part that was damaged. And I'm also thinking maybe that's a part where they had uh, Colette's blood on it, too. So it made it easier to take. Maybe. I, I yeah. straight up thought that spirit thing was going to kiss him. Oh, yeah. Thought I was like, oh, she's going to take a piece, take her pound of flesh. So Yep. I was like, huh. Okay. And it took his arm. I was like, <laughs> oh, snap. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm taking I'm, I think she took the arm as part of forming the new contract to be the part of the orchestra, I guess. Yeah, but like well, I wonder why so I get the non the white form, the white form being kind of almost almost robotic. I'm wondering why like is it really Colette in there? I think it, it. She probably shares Colette's being, but I don't think it's Colette anymore. Yeah, no, because like definitely, but I don't know. It's weird. It, it's a little weird to me. Like Colette's yeah. old character compared to her new character. Yeah, because they 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 talk very differently. Yeah, and, I don't I don't such. understand her too much. She has more of an appetite. Yeah, I mean, she's probably a different being too. She like, kinda, kinda, she kind of like shit talks uh, attacked more, whereas before she kind of seemed like she was just trying to have him open up. I think I think it's different. I think it's still like similar talking wise. Like she she just she pokes fun at him harshly, more harshly now than she did before. If that makes sense. Maybe maybe it made her a little more blunt. Yeah. It's kind of uh, like this other show to watch and how they make an Akuma. And apparently it's like when someone someone dies that they, they if someone can bring them back, but that person that if they bring them back, that, that uh, person died has to inhabit their body. And so I was like, huh, this might be like kind of like a parallel right here. So it could be like essence that brought Claire back, but she has to share her own uh, body with the being. Mm-hmm. So. Got it. Yeah. Who knows? I don't know. Episode two. We're still in it. <laughs> still in it to win it. No, I think we're out. I think it, it's done. It's over. Are you done watching it? No, 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 no. We're still. Oh, that's what you meant? Never mind. Yeah. Yeah, we in it. It's definitely more entertaining than Futsu Pie. Yeah, a little bit more. Mm. 
Yeah. Pooja Pie about to kick up. Are you still watching it? No. <laughs> nope. Not watching it. Uh, Might let it build up and then once I get a dub, put it on and I'll play some Yugs. You while wanna it, while it runs. You wanna get into TOG or like what we've been watching? Nah, I won't get to nothing else. Alright, well guys, that's gonna do it for this episode. <laughs> Alright, so uh, Tower God Season 3, Episodes 108 to 115. 108 to 115. Yeah, so we got my man uh, Tramare. I'm not quite a man Tram for short, because that's all he do is inflict trauma on people. Uh, he's like a wet noodle. He's always cowering and and doesn't look like a leader in particular. Oh. He's all crossed up hiding, and we find out that they're going to blow up the game field since it's no longer needed, and everyone reached their destination. I'm like, oh, okay. So essentially, they're left with like two options, either remove the bomb or escape by catching a mouse. Uh, so, so Rick tells... Uh, Tramari uh, where Bam is because they want to go look for him. And so so Trom doesn't uh, care for anyone other than Bam and tells him to kill the rest. I'm like, ooh, they're going to kill them all. And then there's some guy named Holin, something about him, comes up. And then they start chugging up my boy Hansen. And then he's all of a sudden he starts talking about uh, a fragment for the contract of immortality. And he's like, oh, wait, hold, hold on, wait a minute. Let's take him back to the ship. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. So then Bam and company, they encountered the seal, and they're trying to figure out how to open it. And they start opening the seal. Uh, Vasante, he actually knows how to open this, the, the seal. And Khan's like, oh, uh, how can we trust you to open the seal? What do you do? What to do? Are you trying to take back the power from Bam? And I'm like, oh, Okay. He's like, no, I don't want it or whatever. <laughs> then we find out that Jinsung's free. And he's about to fight the Owl Man. And then Yama and Doom, they're, they're with Yestretcha. And they start talking about the aftermath of the Great War and how Wang Wang's, Yama's father, uh, he was an experiment of combining children and tower animal genes to create beast kinfolk. Oh, yeah, a lot of history in these um, eight chapters. Yeah, a whole lot. And might I say, it's a nice touching love story. So, Could so be. then, no, it was very sad. <laughs> so, so then we found out that Yes, Rats, Yes, Stretcher was also an experiment. And they all had to hike, they all had to fight Hidden Miss style. And Yes, Stretcher came across Wang Wang. It was like, oh, this man's kind of dangerous. Never get involved with this guy in my life. I hope not to. And then down the road, they end up becoming regulars and they climb the tower and they run across each other again. And Wang Wang wants to form a group. Uh, he has pack animal genes. But yes, yeah, Stretcher, he enjoys the solitude. And so I guess they do, they do join a group eventually together 
And down the road, he asked Wang Wang what his dream was, or does he have a dream? And Wang Wang Wang's dream is to serve a master, one worthy of his whole life of servitude. And yes, Stratus shares his dream of um, he he wants to his dream is to show Wang Wang they doesn't need a master. So I'm like, huh. And then he kind of tells him, about, oh, a cat can't be my master, which is funny. <laughs> and then we find out that the workshop person wants to be their master once they become rankers. I'm like, ooh, okay, who's the workshop person? And he still calls Wang Wang silly for wanting to have a master. And Wang Wang said, it's my instincts to serve. And he tells him to do do uh, your what your instincts tell you. He was like, you know, you don't want to serve or, or grow with um, someone who might not be his master, or he doesn't. Oh, he doesn't want to serve slash go with someone who might bite his master's neck, which is very telling because yes, Rasha is like that. <laughs> it's kind of like ironic, isn't it? That like the only beast. Um, um, kin who can willingly disobey. I was gonna get in there later. You're jumping ahead. Well, like it's a little, a little in his own um, story because, like, he wants a master, and he's probably like the only one who wants to be controlled. Yeah, right. You think? Yeah, that's what I was gonna say later on in the story. Oh my bad, dog. But you, you jumped ahead, like fluidity. Like a rolling river. Like a rolling stone? No. But they do say a rolling stone gathers no moss. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so... Um, I might put a cricket sound after that. If go I go ahead. It. Do it. <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, so... Yeah, Strasser started accumulating people... Um, because he doesn't want to go back, and they get killed by the people that want him to serve the master in the workshop. And it's like, oh, we killed all you people, so yeah, no one else. So now you're free to go <laughs> with the master. I'm like, ooh, mass sacrificing. So then... There's a solution the, to all problems. Yeah. Mm, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to agree with that one. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, so then there's a chief trainer, Lopobia Kiran. He's not the top. Uh, we get, we're introduced to Chamare, and they want Wang Wang to lead a group, and they try to get Wang Wang to... Uh, he, he tries to... Yes, Trasha tries to get Wang Wang to leave again. He doesn't. Uh, he encounters another beast folk, Lobi. The lion, lion man. And they talk about how they did experiments to make humans that they could control. And we found out the reason why Wang Wang's arts unleashed is because mind control doesn't work on him. And so now we can stress a little bit of your, your points, though. It, it, is, it is funny, though, because it's like, oh, this beast guy, he, he can't be controlled by anyone, yet he wants to relinquish the control of his life to someone. Mm-hmm. Which I also find funny too, because it, it's like he has pack instincts. 
so he could either be the leader of the pack, but he's looking to be like alpha B of the pack, I guess. Be like subservient to the top dog. Mm-hmm. Be we call him uh well, there's no such thing as alpha dogs anymore. Um I I read I read a a news article about that that alpha alpha dogs was a thing that people just like made up for dogs and stuff, um, just like leaders and such. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like it might be his time to lead now, but someone else's time to lead tomorrow. No type deal. With this flashback, because it seems that um these eight chapters cover like the entirety of the history. Mm-hmm. What is your opinion as Vyas Racha now? He's a sick motherfucker. <laughs> like he always was. He was a terrible person. <laughs> like, he's you if he was an entire god, a villain. Oh man, I don't know. I, I Exactly. I'd if like you to think make, I'm more of a cun. No, if you make Wang Wang a sword nah. that you can't use, you're gonna destroy it. Maybe not. Maybe not a con. Con likes to sit behind and control everything. I like action. No, you you want you uh you yeah stretcher because you couldn't have to, you couldn't have Wang Wang to yourself, so you decided to destroy him. What? After you found his happiness. What? Think of his Wang Wang is a, is a very powerful sword that you can use, but you can't use it, and what you do destroy it. That is an unfair and unjust statement. It's completely just. Nah, not just. Not just at all. I put it to you this this way. You always wanted this powerful sword, and you've been looking for the sword for a while, and you, and you get it, but then you find out that the sword is not compatible with you. What would you do with it? What, do I have someone on my team that can use it? No, you have no one. You by yourself because you solitude. <laughs> Exactly. That's what we did to Wang Wang. I rest my case. Yeah, stretcher. Hey man. Villain. It doesn't it doesn't hurt to be uh safe. Toward his own home. <laughs> but yeah, so anyhow, um yeah, and eventually they're 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 waging war between uh their families. Inner inner species families waging war, and uh, it's like Ledudu and Kink, Kinkikoko, and Yasuracha is like, oh, just kill them both and be done with it. And I'm like, ooh, cold blooded. Sounds like some Sinji would do. <laughs> and then so we encounter an ancient creature, uh, Akarinak, and uh, she's only there because there's a Slayer host. And this is when all the dog people are fighting it, and they're pretty much sacrificing the canine while the big wig animal people stay safe from harm. And people in a Ken Kinarak space, they're having issues except for Wang Wang and Yastracha. And Wang Wang has the ability to overcome instinct, but doesn't want to use it. Um, I guess that kind of was like satiate out of him to be dominant. Like that was. He he's kind of not dominant per se, but can be dominant. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. And then he awakens everyone that was in their stupor by roaring, and I'm like, "Oh snap!" 
and then they they beat it and, and ends up it was Yama's mother and the thing that they fought. Uh, I was like Nene Neneya. Um and he lost his heart to someone other than his master by just simply looking at her. And this is when Yastracha starts hashing his evil plan. He's like, oh. He's jealous of of Wang Wang and of the woman that made Wang Wang change his mind. So he decided to pull a Senji and uh, ruin all his things in his life because he couldn't have Wang Wang to himself anymore. Damn. <laughs> so there was another one I liked when uh, Wang Wang is he's trying to feed uh, Nene. Nene, yeah. And she says, uh, take it out and piss off. I was like, that's funny. Uh, so she's like, it's like, there's no point in staying alive for just to be used for experiments. And so after days of weeks of trying to get her to eat such, um, I say, Nen, she, she gets excited because her flower bloomed. And then Wang Wang uses it as a metaphor to get her to eat talking about how it needed to be watered and fed for it in order for it to grow. And I was like, huh, smart man. And he broke down a barrier just like Yastracha said he would because he's good at breaking down people's barriers. Uh, so then we find out that before history, only machines and plants existed in the tower. And then there's an allegory of humans being born from plants and plants... Uh, this is when Yastracha plants the seed of dubiousness, devil-like behavior, villainy. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and then he tells Nanin that uh, Wang Nan is the hope for the beast folk because he can't be controlled and, and tells her, take him away. And then this is when they get the order to mate. And like, oh, you got a mate. That's terrible. Yeah, what sucks is homie didn't even try to even at least lie to the girl. I think he he lied a little bit, um, because I think he wanted to do it, but like, part of him was so ingrained in like following orders that he was like, "Oh, this is an order." Mm -hmm. Massa did it, so. So then, like Wang Wang has like a look of re regret, re regret, and he's like troubled if he actually loves her or if he just followed the order. And um, she she did ask him, like, when it comes to the child, could he disobey an order? And he was like, for, for them, yeah. And then Yama was born. Years passed, and my man Tram orders Wang Wang to set up a base outside of the tower. And he's ordered to mate again. Also, his, uh, also, he'd be freed after that, which he's not too happy about, which I'm like, huh. It's a massive order. Be free. But his wife and children are left behind, and they're going to be groomed to replace him. And Yastrasha told them they were getting weary of his growing power, and that is why he's being sent away. He tells him that he should betray the leader before he betrays him, and he's like, nah, I'm not going to do that. And Yastrasha says, Ninin said it's time to use that, that one betrayal she had asked him about. And she says off to save her children from the area, but Trom's there, and he shows up to stop her. And he could, uh, he controls all sorts of animals. Um, a a hekin, I think he he had there, like a mythical bird beast thing. 
It's seven out of the 23 uh, animals. And Yastrasha tells head trainer that the betrayal is afoot. Nenin says she just wants to see her kids. And he's like, Psh, kids, they just my pets. I'm like, ooh, man, doesn't value anything. <laughs> That's tough. Uh, so uh, Akinarak is asked to protect her, ch- her child because she knows she's a lost cause. And she's like, help them out when they're in need of it most down the line because she knows she's going to get killed. Uh, so then Yastrasha and Wang Wang talk. Yastrasha is still trying to convince Wang Wang to betray and go build a nation of beastkin. He's like, oh, I can't betray my master. And then Yastrasha told him, I sold you out, guy. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> Dang. So then he reminds him that he said he was going to take his master away from one day. And he, he's like, why else would I join this family? And then the family leader shows up with with a Nanin shish kebab and Wang Nain's mad. <laughs> and he's kind of like a bear, bear, bearing his teeth, gritting in pain because he's so hurt. And Trump says, oh, you bear your teeth at me? He's like, leave me like everyone else uh, when they become obsessed with something. And Wang Nain asks him, uh, why would you stab her? Did you not think about how it feel? Would you do the same to my children? And he's like, what difference will it make uh, if I know how some insignificant creature would feel? I'm like, ooh, we. If that ain't Senji. Whoa, whoa. I care about no one else. Hello? Rude and uncalled for. Shoes, just, just the truth, my king. <laughs> so, yeah, it's like, uh, did you really suddenly show mercy and love to a mere dog? I'm like, ooh. And then Wang Wang was like, you should have known I was loyal to you. I wouldn't have did this to you. And he's like, I just want mercy for my kids. Uh, and then the leader's like, oh, I'll give Grinch of mercy if you let the canine people tear you apart. I'm like, ooh, dubious. And he's like, okay, they can do it. And Yasserach is like, why sacrifice yourself? Nothing's left to live for. And then he's like, oh, stab me in the bag too, you selfish and sly uh, person that would do anything to save yourself. I'm like, ooh, <laughs> yeah. And he's like, so stab me and break your obsession and be free. Dang. So then Jensen starts fighting uh, to buy some time. And so he's getting pushed back, and now he starts going on defensive. And uh, we find out that Jin Sun's name, nickname is uh, Slaughter of the Ha family. I'm like, ooh, mm-hmm. got to learn a little bit more there. And so he's getting pushed back, and he pushes back to where they were. And then, let's see. Yeah, so then BAM teams arrive, and this is the first time in ages that someone has heard the voice beside the 10 family leaders. And the voice wants to send Tram to his doom. And Child's on the verge of catching the mouse, and the monster uh, that got loose is coming away. And the seal is, seal is a, a, pe- a, a powerful seal, I'm talking about the, the creature. 
and all the the creatures in the tower were under it. Um, yeah, the powerful creature that that all creatures feared, and they're sealed away because Tram couldn't control it, and it was forced to eat filthy emotions in order to still still exist. He's a Leviathan, and he's going to lend Bam some power. I'm like, oh. Snap, my boy's getting power. And Bam's like, I don't need your power. He said, you're going to give me your power instead. Damn right. So, so then Bam, he knows that the monster is like, I can't let this thing out in the world. It's evil. So he's like, I'm just going to seal you up inside of me. <laughs> and so, so then Yashirasha tells Doom and Yama that uh, the only reason they aren't uh, scared is because they don't know the ignorance of uh and they're ignorant of how truly fearful they should be of Chamare. And then Yastrasha gets teleported away and he goes to Laborik and Bam essentially is a, a void where the the monster got put into its infinite void. Big energy place. So Bam's just a void and overpowered as always. Bam's a bottomless pit. Show is like your heart. Damn. Hey, it'd be like that. Well, yep, so. Herbie, you're a couple weeks away from catching up. Yeah, I might be. No, you are because the, the webtoon's on hiatus right now. You Maybe I will be. Hmm. Maybe I won't be. Maybe I won't even read next week. Damn. You watching anything else you want to talk about? Uh, no. We probably should wrap that on up real quick. All right, like then, my good we're sir. We're going over. Yeah. Um, just a heads up, guys. The Greatest Demon Lord is Reborn as a Typical Nobody. It's a good show. Give it a, give it a look-sees if you're willing to. It, it kind of falls in the genre of the reincarnation thing, so... Just uh, bear that in mind. And yeah. and yeah. Yeah. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed, you know what to do. Like, share, comment, and we'll catch you next week. Peace. Peace.